Oh my god. Hi. I'm like so happy you could make it today. Welcome to Dare to be Bold. I'm your host, Kate Rock. On today's show, from Ontario, Canada, mother of two, military spouse, and rising TikTok star, Trisha. Time for dreams, it's time to be free. Time for change, and our community is time to stand for what we believe in. Stop the hiding and stopping the fearing. Time for your truth to be told. Let's hold hands and dare to be bold. Hey, 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 everyone. Hi, I'm like super excited today. Um, I am interviewing. One of my good fellow uh, military spouses and friend uh, that we met uh, about what a good eight eight years ago, I would say. Yeah, eight years yeah. ago. Yeah, a, a good eight years ago uh, when we were both posted in Valcartier, Quebec. So I'm really excited today, um, and we were just actually going over how the story of how we met. So I think it's a, it's a cool story because it kind of is fitting to the convo that is going to be taking place today. So basically I was in Valcartier for almost three years. I was severely depressed and all that. And I, you know, am a big, I was a big, and I still am an advocate to, you know, uh, attention, attachment parenting styles of, of parenting and such. Um, and anyway, so I'm baby wearing basically on the daily and I have no friends that do it and I have no one. I'm not talking to the French community. I'm not really like comfortable with them and I'm too shy to go talk to the English community because I haven't been in an English community for a while. So that's my situation. And then I'm walking and I saw this lady a few times with her beautiful baby wearing and her little jacket that goes over. I'm like, OMG, like I got to talk to her, like grow a pair. You know what I mean? And so I did one day and she was mowing her lawn. We were just going over that. She was just like baby wearing while mowing her lawn. And I was like walking while baby wearing. So it was just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I like your sling. And she's like, hey, I like your sling. I'm like, cute baby. I'm like, you have a cute baby. <laughs> and then... And then it was, it was, I invited it, you to come to the birthday party the next yeah, day. Yeah, for Xander. The next yeah, day. yeah. Yeah. That, like the, she doesn't know me. I, that, and that's how loving I find. And I'm not bashing the French community at all in the military life cycle. I just, um, I did have friends that were in the French community that were amazing, but I just found that even here in Ontario now that the English community is a little bit more inviting, uh, to the, to their kind, I guess, if you want, like, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, a, it's a weird thing. The military lifestyle, there are community, it's a big community. And then there's like groups and it's anyways, it's like real yeah. life, but like different anyways. Um, and basically she invites me to the birthday party and I have social anxiety, but I said like, no, no bitch. And I'm not doing this again. I'm going, I didn't realize when she says a birthday party, I, I, it was awesome, but there was like, Holy shit balls and a half, man. There was like 5,000 people. I'm exaggerating, but there was a good 30 people with like lots of kids and chaos. And then I'm just like, holy ball sack. But it was awesome because then I started talking about the gym. And then I met another person there, uh, uh, Teresa, that was at, going at the gym. Teresa, with her. yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like, and then I started going to the gym on the regular. Like we would go and it, it was just, it was just, it was just like the kind of the opening the door to thinking like I guess getting over my social anxiety and actually being able to connect with other parents because I'm not one of those like OMG my baby pooped and it's this color haha <laughs> mine was this color I don't I I'm just very awkward in general and I swear a lot so it was really really hard for me to like connect but then I connected with the English community and the ones that I did connect with were very fluent in sarcasm and fluent in yeah. swearing and embellishing phrases so I felt at home basically, you know, and I didn't feel judged because I was baby wearing that I was still breastfeeding or all that stuff. And I felt very invited. So thank you, Trisha. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It was nice. I mean, yeah, it was funny because I had him on my back and I'm mowing the lawn and I saw you and you were looking over and I was like, hey, and you're like, hi, you're baby wearing. I never see anyone else baby wearing. I'm like, yeah, I've seen you walk around a couple of times and we chit chatted a bit. And I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm having a birthday party for my one year old. You will be coming. And you're like, Oh, okay. I'm like, no, 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 you are coming. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't give you an option. 
No, there wasn't an option, and I appreciated the non-optionness because sometimes when you need to like get over certain anxieties, you need that push from someone. You know, like though, no, no, shut up, you're coming. Like, oh, okay, I'll come then. You know, like super, like oh. Um, I definitely have come out of my shell a lot since then, but uh, I still have social anxiety, which is something I always deal with. And then with the pandemic, just kicked me in the nuts. So like, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and then life situations and such. But uh, all in all, I want to say like it was really cool to to actually feel. I guess accepted in a certain degree like I, I've never yeah. felt like really that bad in that community I've never like people like kind of just like were chill and you know accepted people for the anyways the people I met you know really accepted yeah. everybody you know and I, I loved it no I totally understand because when I first got there I didn't know anybody and I'm fully bilingual you know I was only coming mm -hmm. from Same, Montreal yeah. to Quebec but it was might as well have been in a completely different world yeah. because uh the French community in Quebec City is very different than the French community in Montreal yes and they weren't as inviting yes so I understood the the loneliness a little bit because I didn't have anybody until I one day I was like oh I'm just gonna go to the family center just like that and then I heard people speaking English I was like English-speaking people yeah, yeah it's so funny <laughs> no 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 joke no joke I've met people like that became really important people in my life for like whatever moments and are still like vaguely in my life and like I keep close because of the fact that I was in Valcarte, I was speaking in English and they went like, oh my God, English people are like, hi, I speak English. Do you want to be my friend? Like that's basically how it was because that's how isolating, like the English, a lot of people call it like that. I know people are going to laugh, but they call it Valcatraz, you know what I mean? Because it's such yeah. an isolation. It's a very stressed out place. Um, it's a, but you're in the same time, you kind of have like nature to kind of bring you back, but then it's really a, a really special, it's really, place. yeah, it's a weird it was place. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're only 20 minutes from downtown Quebec, but you might as well be two hours away because Valcarche was very isolated and it was when it was cold, everywhere else was pretty, here was cold. Yeah, because we had because we had a microclimate because of the where we were yes. situation. So it was it was so like no snow, and then you're like, God damn it. And then they're like, snow, and then they're like, cancel the schools, and there's like nothing. I'm like, Fuck all y'all, yo. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. Just put some chains on that motherfucker and let's get it done. Like they're like ten <laughs> minutes away. Like they would close the schools, not just the buses, the schools. The schools. In Ontario, yeah. in Ontario, they cut the, the buses, and you're like, well, do it if you wanna, but you don't have to, kind of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But I found that was different, you know. Um, but maybe not all the schools in Quebec, but the one that I, you know, on the uh, close to the base and all that. That's how it was, anyways. But. Um, yeah, so I guess being that the the kids actually kind of, you know, kind of united and the baby wearing and the, you know, the the attachment parenting thing and the breastfeeding and I felt very accepted and you have a big, um, I've seen you kind of grow over time. I just got TikTok, by the way. I know I feel super embarrassed, but now I'll be able to see all your videos, not just the ones that you post on the random, um, but uh you have a big opinion about parenting and it's a, in my opinion, ha, opinion, I said it twice, <laughs> uh, but no, everybody has an opinion. Right. And at right. the end of the day, before we even start, because I don't want people being like, burr, 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 you know what? Your opinion is your opinion, bros and girls and whatever's. Uh, the only thing I have to say is find what works for your family, but keep right. an open mind, keep an open mind because there might be right. things that you'll be like, Oh yeah, I might actually try that. That, that actually seems easier. Oh, that might, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm saying that because, you know, I've been th through a lot and I've, I have, you know, my daughter has ADHD impulsivity. Uh, we've been through trauma. We've, you know, she also is on the spectrum. And so it's like, it's a lot to handle. And then I have yeah. another child. And, and so sometimes I lose my motherfucking mind. I'm not fucking perfect, but I try yeah. as much as I can to be the person that I wanted when I was growing up and the person that I yes. needed, not the person yes. that, that, you know, my mom or my dad, well, whoever parenting around me or any influence, I decided growing up that I was going to use what I like, um, connect with and find my way. And it, it's been hard, but I'm actually, a lot better now at it but fuck me it's hard parenting is hard regardless parenting of is hard it is hard <laughs> you know? and i think um so what i like to call it i prefer to call it conscious parenting or respectful mm -hmm. parenting as yeah. opposed to gentle parenting yeah because um it's not always gentle i'm not gentle no no because <laughs> you know, we're direct uh, I have... you're direct 
I'm direct. Real, I'm you know. direct and I, you know, um, my two boys are very strong, opinionated, very strong characters. I don't kids, know so why. I wonder. Where did they hmm. get that from? I have no idea. So, you know, soft is not what we do in our house. We do mm-hmm. loving and we do respectful. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with the term gentle parenting because they have this assumption that there is no consequences and kids can behave however they want. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not it. The whole point of conscious parenting is to be conscious of how we are parenting our children, how we are relating to them, how we are speaking to them and how we're going to set them off into this world. Yeah. Are we going to set off well, emotionally adjusted people or are we going to send out damaged trauma filled people? Mm-hmm. And of course, like, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, in a perfect world, they would be, you know, in a perfect world, like the life would be perfect and everything. would. But, you know, and, and we're and, and, and I think that's where the I guess the way you call it, like, I, I have my style of parenting. It's a it's a very, I would say the same thing. I'm very in tune to my kids. I'm like, well, what can I do to help you? Why are you so upset? Like, what's going on? Okay, I understand that you're upset. But like, what can I do to help you? Like what, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what can I do? Yes. There's nothing, you need a hug. Do you like, do you, do you, do you want me to dance? Like I, I can do whatever. Do you just need to talk to you? And then sometimes they just talk or I make them laugh and then they're, you know, they feel better and then they can open up about stuff. And I think it's like a lot of times, um, this is what I read. I don't know if you know, Dr. Sears back in the day he was big and stuff. And that's kind of where I started. And then I kind of like found my way. Right. Cause I feel like yeah. you always kind of find a starting point and then we kind of develop and what I really found interesting is his his way of explaining things like, okay, you there, there's a blue cup and there's a red cup. And the right. kid wants the red cup. And you're like, no, no, your sister's having the red cup. I already put her milk in it and you don't drink the same milk. And then he has a fit and you're like, it's just a cup. To you, it's just a cup. To that kid, right. it's its world right now. That's what's pissing him off right now and it's making him very upset and it's injustice. So what's so bad about teaching them that, okay, I understand you're upset. How about... We share it with your sister or your brother this time, but next time you get to be the first. And if that doesn't work, you know what? Let's just find a compromise and get another blue cup or give them the blue cup and give the other cup. You know what I mean? And then it it doesn't have to be a battle. It's it's not a battle. And it's showing them that you're there and you understand how upset they are. And that I think it's that we're there for the little things. Then they'll be, then they all understand that we're going to be there for the big things. For the big things. And, and that's it. I think people have either forgotten or because of how they were raised and taught that children are also feeling human beings so they feel frustration they feel fears they feel anger they feel all the same things depression yes and we can't ignore it just because they're children or we don't want to deal with it because we already don't want to deal like that's the truth though like a lot of people are like it is true it's because we can't we don't want to deal with it fuck it you know what here like okay you're upset go in your room but but that's not fair when i'm upset i need a hug sometimes i need to pet an animal i need to get i need to be grounded you know that's it you know you have to know your child and what they need and you can't know your child without speaking with your child and without allowing them to be who they are and have the behaviors of being well behaved to having really bad days because we all have them we all have days that were dicks yeah no one is going to an adult and be like you're not allowed to have a shitty day like no. sorry like that just doesn't happen so what no one does that so it's the same thing i feel for children you mm-hmm. can't not allow them to have the emotions that we all have exactly and and what we, we we have to remember as well is that we are better equipped to handle those we're adults we're supposed to be yes. at least um they are not and some of them like for example like my kids have a therapist they have a, a psychologist right yeah. so uh because of a, a lot of things have gone down and you know what I mean? I feel like I have mental health issues, you know, it's in my family and I see this, you know, I see things and I'm just like, you know what, I'd rather they understand, but they've always understood it because I've always had a therapist in my life. So they understand mental health and they know how important it is. But, um, I, I say it's like going to the dentist, you take care of your teeth and we go to the, the therapist, you take care of what's going on in your heart and in your feelings yeah. and you understand what's going on. Because if I had those fucking tools as a kid, like they do, Oh my God, I'd be so better today. Like I would not be, be so, so fucked up. different. Exactly. Like, and I think at the end it's of the day, we fear. all fuck up. We all fuck yes. up. And I think that's what people are afraid of too, with uh, gentle parenting or conscious parenting, whatever you want to call it, is yep. that you're supposed to be perfect. I am so far from perfect. Oh my God. So yeah. far from perfect. You know, 
when you have especially children who have strong characters uh-huh. you are gonna butt heads sometimes like sometimes there are I days where I'm just all like, the time yeah <laughs> come on why are we and always then, like and then you know what i tell myself morning? you know what i tell myself in those moments that i'm like oh my god i want to throw you into a wall which i would never but you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the mental anguish and the like oh my god because the, and i tell myself okay why am i feeling like this and why yes. can't i be in control and then if i can't figure it out i will literally just go and like ah, you know what i mean but they but that's perfect walking away and yeah. taking your own time out is perfect i mean my kids know so are so safe in our family that they know I would never lay hands on them so that when sometimes you know they're acting like completely out of this world I'm like I swear I'm gonna beat you and they laugh at me because they know it would never happen yeah yeah and that changes the mood and we all laugh because they're you know my older son's like yeah okay go ahead try and beat me I'll bring you I'll bring you something so you can beat me ha 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 and my younger one's like if you can catch me because they understand that that would never happen in our family, no, no. you know? And, and obviously you need to know your children. Yes, cause... exactly. Each kid is different. I'm like, I'm flat out. The parents are like, yo, stop being a fucking dick. Like I am like direct my kids like that because yeah. I treat them not like an adult. I don't want to say I treat them like, but I do treat them as an equal sometimes. And if they're giving me shit and they're because like adolescents, fuck my life, uh, pre-adolescence, it's yeah. fun. But I still have to put, <laughs> I still have to lay down the law. And I'm like, yo, I showed you how to be smart and like have a smart mouth and all that because I wanted you to be well-equipped. I'm happy for you. I'm still the fucking master. Don't play me. Like, you know what I mean? I can, I, I know we go at it and I'm There's like, oh yeah. You have to draw the boundaries and exactly. the line. Exactly. But it, it, I find it, I find that I get pissed off sometimes and I'm like, oh, and then I remind myself, those things that get to you are the things that are going to be her strength later on. So don't bring it down. Yes. And that's exactly it. It sucks as a parent, yes. as a strong-willed don't. parent. It fuck, like When your kids are strong-willed and you're raising that and you have your own shit, it is so hard. But I just, I breathe. Yes. And I remind myself that all those times that I was surviving in life, I'm not saying that I want my kids to survive. I want them to live. But I was in survival mode no. as a child. Um, well, that was that was my coping mechanism is being headstrong being no this is what i said this is what i'm doing and i wanted to prove to people and it got me in trouble but you know what i learned from those moments and it was beneficial to a certain extent you know what i mean so it's like i think that's another thing letting them learn to hurt themselves if they don't have to give them the space to grow and learn natural consequences that's what i call them yes yes. so i know um a lot of people always asking me, well, what do you do about discipline? I don't discipline. That's not, that's not the terms we use in our house. Mm -hmm. We use natural consequences. Like my son wanted to go out. He didn't want to wear a sweater under his jacket and it was minus 35. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you about this. I've told you it's cold. I've showed you it's cold. You feel like you're not going to be cold. You'll, You'll figure it out. And he was cold he came back in he was like it's so cold i'm like really really oh why. my god i would tell have you never... to put on a sweater yes. oh you yeah. know yeah and, and, then, and like, that's what i yeah, do with my maybe i'll listen next time yeah i do that with my oldest i'm like you gotta let them i'm like bro it's... and i didn't have to do it very often it happened like maybe twice one time like no. i was like yo it's fucking cold blah, blah, blah. no i'm fine and she comes back and she's like it's so cold and i was just like holding her jacket waiting for her because i knew i knew I was like, bro, you won't, you won't make it. Like it only happened twice. Yeah, exactly. Won't make, yeah. One you time he it. left the house in shorts and I was like, you're not, we're not turning around. We have some place to be. You want to wear shorts. You don't want to wear pants. It's not that warm. We're not turning around. So this is your chance to change. No, no, no. I'm fine. Okay. I did that Got in too. the van. Yep. He's like, oh, mommy, I'm really cold. I, I, can I go get pants? Nope. I'm sorry. We have some place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you've made a decision. You have to live by the yeah. decision you made. And I think maybe next time you'll have a different decision. Exactly. And that's what I love is that, and I do that with my kids too, is like making them uh, accountable for their actions. So if I tell them, if you, because this is what I do, I do certain types of discipline because I have to, but it's not discipline to me. It's just, uh, I call it a chain reaction. If, if I tell you, if you continue this, because sometimes it's dangerous, you know, and Lorana with all of her right. stuff, I have to be very firm. And I'm like, okay, look, and it's not like I'm going to smack her around. I take her video game away. Ooh, you know what I mean? It's nothing like, you know, no. but, but the point is, is I make her decide. I'm like, look, this is, I give them warnings. You know, people are like, you shouldn't give warnings. I'm like, why? I get warnings. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I get warnings. Warnings. That's how the brain to, works. Yeah, because you have to teach them. And then at the third time, I always teach them like teach them. about three times. You know what I mean? And then I tell I the, the last time I'm like, look, this is the last time I'm telling you. I've told you many times that this is I can't. We can't do this, or because she'll have fits for things that I can't even fucking do. You know what I mean? This impossible. Yeah. And then so I have to be like, look, this is a thing. This is what you want. I wish I could. I can't. Sorry. Life sucks sometimes, and that's what it is. But we'll find something else to do if you want. But the one thing you have to remember is that if you decide to try to do it anyways, you are deciding to get your your game confiscated because I have warned you three times. And this is what I do. I warn her. So she decides to do it. Yeah. She decides to get in trouble, not me. I warned her. Like, I warned her many times. And then the last time is when I really give her the fine. This is what's happening, bruh. And then she learned once. She did it once. You know, or twice. And then, you know, and now she knows that, like, yo, you know. It's about it. People forget that children don't understand right away. It no. takes repetition. Even as adults, when we learn something, we have to do it multiple times before we get it. So what makes us think that if we tell a child one time, hey, don't jump off the stairs that they're going to be like, oh yeah, okay, great, sure. Oh no yeah, problem. let me put that no. in my little notebook right here. <laughs> like, and I'm not- they I'm not constant repetition. Yes, and I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I, I, I dabble in fitness, as people know, I dabble. I, not right now, I'm on, a, on a, I'm on a sabbatical right now. I dabble in talking, that's what I'm doing right now, but uh, I'm slowly getting back in, don't worry guys. Uh, but what I mean is that, let's say you're starting off with a push-up. You'll start like on the wall because your your body's not ready. So the neuromuscular development is not yet connected. You know, it's not like, what the, right. your body's like, what the fuck is she doing? I don't know this, okay. And then after a few times, like, oh, the wall ones are easy, okay, in, in a few days, like say. And then you'll do them on your knee, on, the, on a table, or then you'll move to the floor yeah. on your knees. And then, but why? Because repetition. You know what I'm saying? We're not yes. doing one push-up. We're doing hundreds of push-ups. Now, when you have kids that have ADHD or just very distracted or very hyper or whatever, just some kids are just very all over the place, which is totally okay because I'm all over yeah. the place. Here's to my, you know, sisters and brothers that are ADHD and weird. I love them. And uh, But a lot of people forget that they're going to need more. Yes. Not all kids develop the same. Not all same. kids develop the same. Like I have one kid that's like super developed on certain things and underdeveloped compared to her younger sister. But that's because of her, her ADHD and probably of like the spectrum. We haven't got her fully, you know, died. But the, since she's, yeah, like since she's been small, I've been telling you, like, I'm pretty sure like, and, and so I've been always kind of working that way with her. I try at least because yes, she doesn't understand things the same way others. And mostly, uh, sometimes, like, she's getting better at it, but she can't read a room sometimes. <laughs> she can't, yeah. you know, or... The social like aspect of yeah. things, yeah. And so she's very behind on that, so on certain things, but she's getting so much better. So, yeah, so that was our tidbit of my life, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're catching up at the same time. <laughs> but, That's okay, um, because it's, it's things that people need to know, yeah. too, right? Because yeah. you have children who are neurodivergent and those that aren't. And although there are certain things that they can be taught at the same time, there's other things that they can't exactly. and that neurodivergent children need a little extra help on yeah. and a little more time. So it's and, a and, very important conversation and, to have. Yeah. And both of my kids, I have one that, you know, is like me, she has dyslexia, she, you know, and it took me like a long ass time to even be able to write. And so that's why like, I, I decided, you know, with COVID and, and so unstable and all that, my kids already have a lot of issues and stuff so I said you know we just pulled them yeah. from school and now they're unschooled and I think it was literally one of the best decisions for us not for everyone but for us right because I'm able to really like I won't do as much as at school because they can't and they're mm -hmm. medicated they and can't, they can't, they can't handle it. they're medicated and they can't so I mean like they'll, they'll, they'll do a part you know but we do yeah. a lot of hands-on cooking uh learning about like that's how they're learning math or like uh their their fractions we're doing cooking or we'll be doing stuff like that so it's very hands-on and we do a lot of art stuff and i keep it interesting but you have to i have to develop ways of teaching them yes differently yeah and and i guess that's one of my strong points because of fitness because of teaching mm -hmm. you know training animals and having to so i'm pretty good at it but it's still very hard. i think that's for every child too right yeah my and boys think, yeah. you know they're very different human beings, you know, raised by the same parents, but they're very different and they exactly. learn differently too. So whereas my older one can grasp things a lot quicker, especially yeah. when it comes to language and, yeah, exactly. and numbers, my younger one, it takes him a little more repetition and he needs to have like 
concrete examples. He yeah, needs fun. his tactile, so he's got to touch yeah. it to see Visuals. it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same. It's the okay. same thing. I'm just saying, like, I'm putting that out there for the parents that want to practice. I know this is random, like, fun facts. Uh, I bought on Amazon. I imagine you can buy them somewhere else, but it's like fake Canadian money. And it's it looks legit. Oh. And so that's how I taught my kids to play store. And then there'd be prices. Right. And that's how I taught them. And I've been, and it worked. Like, my, my oldest was really bad. Like, she couldn't, it, nope. And now she's like, and now I'm, sadly, she keeps books and stuff. She's like, you owe me, like, five bucks. I'm like, damn it. But, uh... <laughs> No screwing the kids well, I did it with, financially. I do with my kids when we go anywhere and they get yeah. money. I'll be like, okay, if you want to buy something, this exactly. is how much money you have. Yeah. So you need to decide what you're going to buy that's going to fit within the budget that with you have. With taxes. And, I, and, and once I, they get their yeah. stuff, I make them go to the cash and I show them, okay, you see they're scanning it. You have to watch the price and then yeah. they're going to tell you the total and you have to pay them. Yeah. And, Okay, so like my older son figured it out real quick because he'd want buy things and he'd be like, "Oh, this is really expensive." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. when it's your own money, you understand it's really uh -huh. expensive." That's exactly what happened with my daughter, and she's like, "No, I don't want to." Like, she, I'm like, "Well, if you want that, then like, can you use your money a little bit to help?" I was like, "No, I don't want it. Let's not." And I'm like, "Well, screw you then. I'm not gonna buy everything. Like, you have money yeah. you for yourself, bro. I can't even." Buy but it's such a good way for them to <laughs> yeah. learn, right? Yeah. It's a tool, yeah, absolutely, that they're gonna be able to use throughout their life, and that's part of how I see conscious parenting, giving yeah. our children tools, tools. to survive life, yeah, <laughs> to, to go through life and yeah, to, to thrive. A hundred percent. I agree. And I, and I even, I, I, you know, and that's what I've always told them. And people are like, yeah, but what if your kids don't end up doing, I'm like, yo, I don't even have a high school diploma. Fuck off. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And I want my kids to finish school. I want my kids, but that's not what I want. You know what I want most? That's not you know what I want most? I want my kids to be healthy, happy. Yep passionate mm -hmm. about something if they can yeah and i want them mostly to be as emotional stable as they as they can because money my friends can shit and leave in a second but your mental health yeah. is going to keep you going so like exactly that's what and I that's feel. the whole point putting yep. out emotionally healthy stable functioning adults into the world so that they're not creating more damaged people because that's what happens right you have people who are damaged and filled with trauma and we let them loose in the world and Without whether they know it or not they are damaging and causing trauma to other people some people do it intentionally some people do it unintentionally because they yep. don't even know a lot of people How think that their are. character is their character but they don't realize that it's their trauma it's their trauma or even just sometimes mental uh you know illness that's not uh not, not that i want to say it's not being, being treated but it has not been diagnosed and it has not been yeah. followed or um because it's hard to because some people are like misdiagnosed too like they'll be diagnosed with something and they'll be treating it or working a certain way and it's not working because it's something else it's, it's mental health is yeah. so hard um but what i really find that is like for example because i wanted that more than anything but i know that because of what happens and uh, it would happen in my life and 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 I know that my kids have trauma and I know all these things, but that's yeah. why I give them a therapist. That's why I give yes. them tools for things that I can't change and I can't yeah. fix because I want them as much as possible to understand that what mental health is. I want them to understand that there are ways of feeling better, that it's not always going to be gray because they can see me going through depression. Like I have mental health issues. I'm still not diagnosed hundred percent. Um, you know, because the waiting lists are so long. I'm on three fucking waiting lists. This is no joke, yo, you know? And, yeah, no, yeah, and, and and I and and so, but I feel like I think we're so I think what what anyways this is what how we say in our family we're trying to as much as possible, um, kind of stop the family pattern. In our case, yeah, we call it breaking generational curses. Yeah, you can say that too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, breaking it, generational it, it curses. It is, and and it, it's hard because. You know, I just, I just figure like, I'm going to do as much as I can. And then my kids, hopefully if they decide to have children, they'll do as much as they can. And then hopefully yeah. in a couple of generations, you know, we'll the be cycle a bit will be better. broken. We'll be a bit better. Yeah. Well, and that's I'm one of the reasons that I, yeah, that's one of the reasons yeah. I got on this path. Like I'm, I'm first generation Canadian. You know, my parents come from a Caribbean Island where children are meant to be seen and not heard. And exactly, yeah. you do as you're told, you feel as you told, you speak the words that you're told to speak, you know? So I wanted my children to be able to have the voice that I didn't have growing up. Word. 
I want my children to be able to have the feelings that I wasn't allowed to feel growing up. I want my children to be able to make the best choices for themselves with the most information. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, I always tell people, like people are like right now, like people are like, well, you've done so much therapy. How come, you know, you can't, there's certain things that are you know i'm like you know why because i was fair my my toolboxes my kids say say the same thing i'm like you guys have a fairly good toolbox but sometimes you meet a situation that you need a different tool that you don't have in your toolbox yep and that's when you go and get some therapy you go get some help you go find different ways of coping with things because throughout your entire life it's coping that's what we're doing it's coping. coping that's it that's all we're doing and there's nothing wrong with lifelong no. therapy like who says no. you ever have to like stop what you want is to be able to have children or people who recognize that they need therapy yes. but that they can step away when they feel like they've exactly. gathered those tools exactly that that's what not... i do me for me it's on and off as needed you know yes as needed you want it to be like a revolving door of tool getting as opposed to you building your house yeah, in the therapist's you, office and never the problem... leaving Exactly. Because the problem is, uh, I, I, and that's why, like, I, I liked the, my last therapist was, I don't want to, I'm not going to lie. She was an angel. Like she saved me like beyond, you know, but it took me years to find a therapist that I actually connected with that in that level. And, but I, I used as much as I could, you know what I mean? As it was happening. Mm. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, if you're going to just use the therapist as a source of, oh, like, help me do everything for me. That's not what a therapist is. You need to be ready to put in the work and accept certain things because at the end of the day, when you're going through therapy, you're going to have your part to own up to. And I think that's what a lot of people are scared of. They're afraid of owning owning their shit. Because everybody has shit. And it's not no always one your... has shit. And, and I think at the end of the day, being honest about it and actually, like genuinely changing the situation or not doing it again or like you know because you everybody fucks up like we said children we repeat many times it's my fine every day is my first day doing something if you think about it it's my first day having a 10 and a half year old it's my first day having so every day is a learning process and i think a lot of people are really hard on themselves i am sometimes and so people don't be so hard on yourselves love yourselves hug time for this week's breath of fresh air sounds up for Jack Boy Marley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, young nigga, young boy, perfect vision, Polaroid. Grew up early, knew my worth, and watching time just fast forward. Grew up being passport, mama worked the ass for much of nothing, shit was ugly. Beauty wasn't in the budget Seen that hustler stash more That shit made me transform Turn me to a go-getter Gonna get the dough quicker Set the table, grab the plate and burn yourself Cause others pain till you hurt yourself And loyalty won't earn my help You only eat when it's limping In this world you realize all the shame uh, So I say, let us pray Again, we eat through life in a pain. Say my grace, let us pray. Dealing with dilemmas, trying to pick out of these women, but not in it for commitment. I'm too busy handling business. I noticed if I listened and stopped paying more attention to my senses. Then I would see the signs and I wouldn't be a victim of a waste of time I see just how realistic ladies, scandalous bitches can be Only want you for money, you got none Then it's all a dream, the real could be so fabricated Yeah. Better spot out the faking, then a double on the man's awaking I'ma eat through it, just double In this world you realize all the shame uh, So I said, let us pray uh, we for a game, we eat through life in a pain uh, Say my grace, let us pray uh, Knowledge brings power, power bring cowards out to the forefront Claim to be a demon, bring your demeanor Has angel features, it's demeaning being fraudulent Said you was my dog and shit Try to share my blessings, but you cross me on all of it How is it? That niggas always bite the hand and feed them all Look like they don't need them all Looks can be deceiving, uh Switch them for no reason, uh 
This is treason, uh, from the dust we came So in the dust I'll leave them all, keep them lost you in this world, you realize all the shame, uh, So I say, let us pray, uh, Hungry for a game, we eat through life in the pain, uh, Say my grace, let us pray, uh, Venture in this world, you realize all the shame, uh, So I say, let us pray, uh. Hungry for a game, we eat through life in a pain, uh. Say my grace, let us pray, uh. you're, Now you're on TikTok. What, what, before yeah. we forget, what's your, uh, your tag on TikTok? My tag on TikTok is hot mess perfectionist. <laughs> that is so funny. Because that is like so you. Anyways, um, you're not a hot man. Yeah, you you know. I mean, sometimes I am. Sometimes I am. Like there's days where I can, I will have baked cookies. I'll bake a cake. I'll bake banana bread. But I haven't showered yet, and my kids were late to school, and I, you know, the house is a disaster. But I've baked a gourmet desserts that's gonna last us a week. You know. Yeah. So like, no Walmart stealing your money. Yeah, you know, there's certain things about me that is, you know, I have that perfectionist aptitude and yeah. other times I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want you you want to eat that frozen hot dog? By all means, enjoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But I think that's called balance. It's about embracing it, it, right? I, I, and I, I think, think a lot you of would people go crazy are... if you didn't. <laughs> and I, and that's uh, yep, what I pressure. would like to relate to people, not to put so much pressure on yourself. Yep. That's why I chose the handle because sometimes I'm a hot mess and sometimes I'm not and I'm okay with that yeah. we need to be okay with that yeah I love it I love it and it, it took me a lot a long time to accept a lot of things about being a mother because of my childhood and stuff that I've yeah. been through so I, I was very apprehensive and scared of how I was as a parent and right. it took me a long time and therapy uh, to actually believe in myself a lot more as a mom and actually see that I am a good mom. So, it, it, you know, we all have our days and stuff like that. But, yeah. So, yay to all you moms that think you're not a good mom. You're fucking amazing. Keep it going. Anyway. Well, the fact that you question whether or not you're a good mom shows that you're a good mom. Because if you didn't question it, yeah, you're, you're, you're not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. we always question it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it keeps me up at night. No joke. Like, I, 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 I yelled something. I didn't. I wasn't nice or whatever and then it keeps me up at night and then like the next day I'll ha- I'll, I'll like literally have to sit down I'm like yo like I'm sorry I talked to you like that I really didn't want it to come out that way and she's like when I'm like no yesterday like she's like oh I didn't remember I'm like yeah but it kept me out up at night and I just it's not only you guys have to say sorry I have to say sorry too so I'm sorry for that but that's good that's part yeah. of teaching our children empathy and compassion and yeah. respect is us acknowledging our mistakes and apologizing for them exactly. and letting them know that we are doing everything that we can to change that and to, for it not to happen again. We want to yeah. make it better. And to get better. So yeah. it's important. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think I've always kind of tried to go about that with, with my kids mostly because, you know, nobody is perfect. And I've told them that many times they know, like, you know what I mean? So, um, okay. So TikTok, when did you start on TikTok? That's what I wanted to know. So I had it for probably a good eight months before I decided to put out a first video. And it was just sort of like a random funny video and some people liked it. And then I put out a story about my younger son who was four at the time. And that seemed to have picked up traction and people were like, oh, that's funny. But then how do you talk to him when he says certain things? So it sort of became like this... There was a need for people to talk about how to parent your children Mm. without losing your shit. So I slowly started to like make videos about certain parenting tools that I find helpful. And the video that I did that sort of went viral and like blew up was the fact that I never taught my children to share. Mm -hmm. And it kind of resonated with people because the way our society teaches that we share really is one person gets something that the other person can't have anymore you know and I said that Mm. I didn't do that with my children I allowed my children to make the choice whether or not they were done with the toy Mm -hmm. and when they were done to hand it over and people seem to really have liked it it has like 
over 3 million views wow, and uh, over a million likes and like 60,000 comments. Yeah, it's, and, and, and really I feel weird. that. And I, and, and I, you know, I was very judged when I was, when my kids were younger because I didn't force them to share, but I did do like an in-between say. So this is how I adapted it. So it worked for everybody when they came over. Mm -hmm. I use a timer. You know what I mean? Yep. And I about that. Every, everybody has the same rules. There's no different rules. And I say to my kids, if you're having friends over, if there's toys that you do not want to share, you put them away. Because if they're out, yep. you that means they're shared. They're, they're free for everybody. So if you're not okay with that, I totally am okay with that as well. Because I don't want to share all my things. But please go put them away because we're not going to go through that. And if we're going somewhere, if they bring a toy, I'm like, do you want to share it? No, then you leave it at home. And that's just how it was. Because yeah. I make them understand that there's a risk of like, you're going to have to share. If you want to keep it for yourself, that's totally fine. You know what I mean? But most of the times they would bring other toys to share. So they would have their special toy, but they're like, I don't want to share this one, but you can play with this one. And then it was and cool. That's they learning. Found a solution. And that's learning they to found be kind. Solution. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, and finding, I think people yeah. mistake, you know, well, I'm trying to teach them to share. You cannot teach a child something that they're not developmentally ready for. No, and a lot of it's adults just don't not... even fucking share. So I'm sorry. Well, that's the example I use. I said we, you wouldn't go up to someone who has a nice car and be like, "Hey, I like your car. You got to share that with me." They would look at you like you were like on a from a different planet. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. No, so it's, that's it's basically mine. it's basically the same thing as what we said earlier with the cup. It doesn't matter to them what it is or to you what it is. It's to them. It's really important exactly so like think of it like that so next time you're like oh just share your stupid car think about like would you share your stupid car <laughs> like yeah, no, you know you wouldn't. but you I, that's wouldn't. why i put but that's why i put ground rules with mine because i because she like my oldest couldn't settle down easily or you know mm -hmm. stuff like that but they but i've always did it that way so it was just natural for them to be like oh yeah, yeah we're going to the park i'm not bringing that but i'll bring my shovels and my stuff that's pre-COVID times, uh, all my shovels yeah. and just walking around with Perel or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, like all the shovels and we'd bring a shit ton of it. Like I would bring so much so that they would share. And I did the same thing before because we had like a play, uh, play water park here. Yeah. So you can go play and run in the water splash pad thing, but obviously COVID. But um, what we do pre-COVID, we would bring a whole bunch of cups, just plastic cups. Yeah. And I would bring toys and balls and then we would just have a water fight. And I would bring it for everyone. So there was no fighting because my kids have always been brought up that if I don't want to share it, I'm not bringing it. Yes. That's simple. And you're you know? also teaching them how to share by your example. And I think a lot of people were confused. Like, well, if you don't tell them, like, how do you teach them to share? I said, by modeling it. Yeah. So if we went to play monkey group see, monkey and see. I had snacks, yeah, I brought enough snacks so that all That's the what kids I would do too. Have. Yep, exactly. And, you know, my son would look at me and be like, oh, okay. And sometime, one time he asked, he's like, well, why do you bring so many snacks? I said, because I think it's nice that everyone can have some snacks. Yeah. That's what I call sharing. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, okay. So, you know, you have your toy that's yours, but is there something that you think other people can play with? And, you know, they think about it like, yeah, maybe this instead of that. I'm like, that's sharing. Yeah, and you're, what you're teaching them is sharing, and you're teaching them also decision making, and also yeah. having a voice and being allowed to decide what and boundaries. They feel yeah, and what they feel comfortable with, and I think that's and 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 it sucks because I think a lot of people, I, it's getting, I I think it's getting better, but I feel like there's a lot of people that still think like kids are, are like a piece of furniture. It's there's like still it's, people it's, who it's like a, it's, see it's children there. as property. It's yes. theirs. They 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 have yeah. ownership over them, so they get to dictate when and how they yeah. do things and how they maneuver. And, and I hate making decisions. That for my causes kids. That's, trauma. Yeah, yeah. and I and, and yeah, I totally I totally agree. And like one of the hardest things that I had to do was make a hard decision that involved my kids, and I had no choice because I was the parent, and I hated it so bad because the decision i had to make was a really shitty one but it was for the long term you know yes. and i had to and that and that killed me because usually i always like talk to my kids about things and i said i don't have a choice and it and it's hard so like i can and that was like a big thing it wasn't like and a small you know thing, when you, know? you always talk to your children and have conversations with them when you have to make a hard decision that you can't really have their input in 
although it might be hard for them, they will have a better understanding because they'll know they that do. this is not something that happens all the time. So this yeah. must be really big. This must be yeah, really important. Now that they're older, they understand a lot better, you know? So like they still remember, yeah. obviously. So they, 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 they're not mad or anything. There's no resentment. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I was just like, just, I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, other thing. Um, so I, what I really liked about the way I was parenting or I still parent um, is when, say, my husband would leave for months on end, the fact that I was very connected with my kids, that I would bed share. I still bed share with my kids. Like, I almost sleep, like, they're 10 and 8 now, and I still bed share because they need me. Yeah. They're going through some stress yeah. right now, and they need me. Fine, whatever. I, like, I call yeah. it a love sandwich. I'm, like, right in the middle, and then they cuddle, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so warm, and then I start sweating, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and then I get, I get need in the head and stuff. It's <laughs> awesome. No, I love them to bits. It's it's, it's amazing, and I, 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 I cherish every second of those little cuddles. Absolutely. They're still young. They're older, but there are moments that they're like, ah, no, I don't need you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but I can't be, but I want you because I can't. That's I'm, the thing. Exactly. I have to be happy want... for them. I'm happy for yes. you growing and being independent, but ouch, my mom heart. Fuck you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I, want, I always say, <laughs> I want my boys to be able to crawl into my bed and ask to be cuddled or held at, at any, age. any age. Exactly. At that's any all age. I've, yes. That's all I've, I, I, I. I wanted my kids to feel comfortable like that. And I think I'm succeeding so far. It just shows that they're not only that they're comfortable, but that they trust you. And And that's what I want. I want my boys to feel trusted and safe. So if, you know, my older ones still sometimes will crawl into bed and I'll be like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Just come hang out with, you know, can, can we sleep in your bed? Sure. We'll we'll do a family sleepover. We do a lot of all the sweating. (laughs) Yeah. The sweating and sleepovers. And that's the thing. You want your children to always feel safe and trusted and, by you. And, and when they that feel I, that way, they'll yeah. always come to you. Absolutely. And that's what I love. And that's, and I see it now. Like it was pain in the ass when they were kids. Like when they were smaller, I found it so hard. The whole way I was raising them it was like so exhausting. So I was doing it pretty much on my own. And now I see it though. I see it. Like I see it. Like I see the difference. And you know, I love, um, when, like when the dad would leave, they, they were sad, but they didn't feel like if I would leave because they were used to me being the stability. And I think that's what I really liked about attachment parenting or the way, the way the the bits and pieces of parenting that I took that I call it positive parenting, whatever kind of parenting, it doesn't need a name, Mm -hmm. whatever your fucking parenting style, as long as you are happy and it works. But I mean, there's always, I just feel like there's always room to get better at something. And that's yeah. how I feel about parenting. So I'm still learning every day. Like they're every day, always every learning. Day. You know, for me, there's just, there's a couple of hard lines that I just, yeah. you tell me that you like to like humiliate your kids in order to discipline them and then like oh. film it and put it on the internet. Oh God, That's no, a I hard no. That. You know, that. you I tell me that, you, that I don't understand it either. The idea that you would humiliate not only that you would humiliate your child but then you're going to film it and then broadcast it but then and then they're so like other oh people we're against bullies watches humiliation uh, and then they're like your kid's a bully why do you think because you were yeah. bullying him like you're bullying him you know there's hard lines and um mm-hmm. spanking i'm you know yeah i just i don't see how we are teaching children to be kind by hitting them like they hit someone so i'm gonna hit you to teach you not to hit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not logical you know and with all the research that out there that shows that kids do not differentiate from spankings beatings getting beat up by a stranger it all comes from the same pain center and it all causes the same trauma and it changes their brain brain yeah absolutely absolutely does so you can't say that you're doing it for their own good when yeah. you're actually doing it because you've lost control. Exactly. You're doing it because of the fact that you can't handle the situation and it's out of despair usually. Cause I've yeah. I, like in the past when I was learning like, you know, and 
I had, she's a fucking super ball and she would bite me or she would like run after me and I would have to like lock myself in the bathroom. Like it was really hard when they were kids. Like before I got mm. everybody evaluated and everybody's shit together and my shit ish together. And like, it was a process and I'm not proud of how it was, but I am proud of how far I've ca- I've gotten though, because I didn't want to be like how I was raised because at the end of the day, yeah. I've always repeated, like ever since I saw this, like about 10 years ago or maybe nine years, it said, be the leader you have always wanted. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that yeah. hit me right here. And I was like, okay, I didn't have a leader. I didn't feel like I had a leader when I was growing up. I yep. was my own leader. My characters like on fucking in movies, like, you know, Xena and like, you know, yeah. What, what, what's her, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Connor and like, you know, Sonya Blaze and all the, all the, all the awesome ones that I really enjoyed watching. And I felt so badass, like Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, like whip, uh, you know what I mean? It just, it was empowering. And I think that's what I want for my kids. I want them to have a mom yeah. that is an example. And although it's tough, although she's not perfect, although she fucks up, because we all do, she says we sorry all do. and she loves you. And, you know, I'll always be there for them. And I think that's really important. Um, that's the most important. Yeah. They need to know and... that they always have someplace soft to fall on. Exactly. And that they'll be safe there. Yeah, exactly. And so where I was going, to, I was trying to go, and then we just, you know, because it's so interesting. Um, I'm like, that is squirrel. Um, but what I like about the positive type of parenting, or at least being very in tune to our kids and all that, is when the, the other parent leaves, um, I feel like they, they, they get, I don't want to say clingy, because I hate that word. It's not that they're clingy. They're yeah. more, they're, they're, they need a little bit more, um, I guess. Their emotional needs are higher. Yeah, because they're, you know what I mean? There's a parent that's gone. It's stressful. Yeah. They're missing their parent. And I found that being able to bed share uh, without any, like, I don't give a shit, come on in. Like, they would, they, they still, like, yeah. at night, they fall asleep in my bed. And sometimes I just fall asleep in the middle and, like, crap. And I wake up the next morning, like, oh, that was just a night. <laughs> like, I'll fucking yeah. take a little bit of spit right here and a foot in your face. And I'm like, well, that was awesome. It doesn't matter. Because one day I won't probably have that again or I won't have it very no, often. No, that's it. You won't or... have it often, and yeah. And so I'm trying to cherish those moments. But I can definitely say that I've seen families in the military lifestyle that when the parents, one of the parents leave and they're not allowed to, say, go in the bedroom or, or whatever, I found that the child, not all of them, of course, like some of them are fine with it, but I found that some of them are, are a lot more uh, tired, uh, you know, a lot more, then I can actually say a lot more clingy, you know, that clingy tiredness, yeah. like teething clinginess, you're like, oh God, yes. just stop, you're drooling on me. I'm kidding, I wasn't that, I wasn't, you know. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I say such like dark humor. I'm like this very like, oh no. And then I'm like duct tape them to a wall. You know what I mean? Like it's called balance. You have to be able to say- It's called balance. Shit. You know, it's comedy. It's not real. Okay. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but no. Um, and so I found that, you know, cause like you're moving around. So there's never that type of stability, but the way that kind of parenting, the way I try to parent at least, at least 90, five percent of the time i'm working on the extra five like so the losing shit part but i i would say that helps a lot because it creates the stability that the kids don't have yeah. in their environment because yes. of the military lifestyle because they're kind of nomads i guess um yeah. and you know it doesn't change a thing like i could go anywhere with my kids as long as they're sleeping in my bed they give no fucks like they give no fucks they'll fall asleep anywhere from there like <laughs> you know what i mean like, i think that's one of the hardest things that I saw is, and I, I, I hate this saying, and I did a video about that. Like kids, kids are resilient. They'll be fine. Kids aren't supposed to be resilient. Kids are Resil- supposed to be kids. Yeah. And resiliency, resiliency is something, is you something over life. It's not a, a, and a if kid you, thing. And if it's done to you too young and too harshly, it causes trauma. Like yeah. a lot of things can build character, but children don't need their character to be built that way not through trauma not through resiliency you know so life we are supposed to be creating that safe space yeah and and i i think it's important to say like i feel like life experiences is harsh enough for them life is hard you they don't need i just don't feel like my my kids need someone to just put even more pressure i feel like they just need someone to be there to be like yeah you got this don't give up you got this i believe in you even if you don't believe in yourself i got you 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 got this or if you need a break take it if you need to take time you know that parent that 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 extra 
that parent, that extra support, like, cause at the end of the day, I'm teaching them values. I'm teaching them stuff, but they're their own person. So later on in yes. life, I just want to be there if they need me. That's my thing. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be and dependent I think, on them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I one of the biggest like, issues I always saw was that, you know, you would be moved and no one is communicating this with the children. No one is asking them how they feel about the move. Yeah. Are they, okay? yeah. what are their fears? What are their concerns? Yeah. What are their expectations? What yeah. are they looking forward to? There's none of that. It's just sort of like, well, we're moving, deal with it. And that okay. is not a good way. And, that is and, not a good way for them to cope think, with anything. And I a hundred percent agree because like coming from, I was a military brat, so I moved around a lot. And even though say my parents were not together, I still moved around a lot. Like, Sometimes yeah. it was every year, every two years, and it was just like that. I'm used to that. Did it create resiliency? Sure. You know what else it created? I can't get attached to people because it hurts too much. So, I mean, yeah. that's why I love that the attachment parenting or the whatever kind of conscious parenting or positive parenting in the military lifestyle, I found that when you were able to communicate better and you were there for them, there wasn't that... Um, I guess there what there's not that frustration or that they because they're allowed to like say when my kids my my daughter's best friend moved away like almost four years ago she's still sad about it and but there's yeah. messenger now but it's hard because you know they don't it's really hard. communicate that yeah. much but it's important I guess to teach kids resiliency I think it's more like teaching them how to cope or go through life in a in a in a, in a, in a I guess I'm trying to it's coping with your emotions, dealing with your emotions, yes. naming your emotions. It's not exactly. resilient. And like you said, you being moved around a lot taught you resiliency. I'm like, did it teach resiliency or no, did it, it actually teach it. you not to depend on, people. on anybody or not to rely on exactly. relationships? So, trauma. so that's not resiliency. Yeah. That's just, it's yeah, trauma. Exactly. I think they've I sort think of just taken this word and attached it to something without actually knowing the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. so you're not like, teaching them resiliency you're teaching them something completely different when i was a kid i wasn't that resilient i just adapted because humans are adaptable you know what i mean we're adaptable if we can't adapt we'll yeah. fucking die so that's what we do um and i think kids are more easily adaptable because their brain is not completely formed yet we don't have all the past issues just yet but that's the thing resiliency is something that i learned over time over failing over falling on my face over but but i I, as an adult i as an adult and like through life as an adult like adolescence as well like being bullied you know things like that overcoming hard obstacles is one thing but creating uh or embarrassing kids online does not create resiliency it creates trust issues honestly it does and i know people are probably going to be like well i'm pissed at what you're saying well bros i am the kid that was brought up with just one parent being moved around all the time not having stability not having trust in anybody and i can tell you right now if you do that to your kid you're going to fuck your relationship up and maybe one day they won't want to talk to you again i'm just saying and the I'm thing is, it it's about, because I know it's like, about communication. Yeah. It's about communication. If you, you know, so when we move, even the first time we moved with Xander, mm-hmm. he didn't completely understand, but I still had the conversation with him. Exactly. We you know, did, yeah. I used pictures, I used videos, I, you know, and how it would feel and stuff like that. You know, I had a, a chart where he could see all his feelings and he could tell me how he was feeling as we were getting closer to the time. And then when we moved, from Saskatchewan to here I did the same thing and we talk about it you know and now we're like well you know eventually we're going to probably move again how do you feel about that what do you think about it and we have these conversations Mm -hmm. so it's not about never doing the things it's about how you do the things with your children do you you have a conversation with them are you listening to them you know are you taking their concerns and needs into consideration yeah that is how you develop that strong bond as a family. Yeah, because and because you're teaching your kids not only how to go through things or how to get through things or how to cope with things, you're also teaching your family that sorry, you're teaching your kid that your the family is going to deal with it together. So it's a, it's yes. that teamwork, uh, you know, and that closeness that I never grew up with. I was a lone child, you know what I mean? No one like really. Yeah. So I I definitely can tell you that I yeah no you know sometimes just listening you know what i'm saying like i'm just saying because a lot of people already as adults have trouble listening just listen to your kids i know it sounds silly 
be open to it. Don't judge. Just shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> Literally. Listening to ask, your kids. Setting boundaries. Letting to. them set boundaries. Yes. You know, uh, one of feel the things that. Feel comfortable talking about this. Like I, I asked, yeah. do you feel comfortable? Do, would you mind if I talked? Did you need to talk about this? And I'm super surprised because I was so worried that at, in adolescence or pre-adolescence, my kids would be, I would be so awkward talking about sex stuff because of my past trauma and, or like just puberty. Like I was like, I don't know. Uh, she li- like literally comes and asks me questions and I actually, I actually got her a book with a whole bunch of questions. So it's like eight to like 16 years old. She's like, yeah, but the old stuff, nice. the other stuff's too, too old. I'm like, if you feel ready to read it, read it. I don't mind. We'll talk about it. Like I'm very open with my daughter. Like it's yeah. not, it's not porn. It's fucking, I'm very open with my children. You too. know what I mean? It's not porn people, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah. And I found that, and I feel like that's where I knew I was kind of succeeding because, you know, they talked to me about private stuff about, you know, like the puberty stuff and I'm not going to go into details because yeah. it's private but and I found that really cool I was like oh my god I'm that mom okay cool I'm a good mom like because I don't know if I'm a good mom or not you know sometimes I'm like oh yeah sometimes you only it. know until yeah we're all winging it you know and yeah. they don't they don't give us a baby and a manual yeah <laughs> they just sort of hand off this thing to you and be like good luck Have fun and with I this. think that's one of the reasons I like the TikTok community that I've created it's because we're all relying on each other right? We're all teaching each other and we're giving each other little clues and hints on how to be the best type of parent that we would have wanted. Yes, exactly. You know, so there's nothing wrong with having a good community around you because we're all going to falter. We're all going to fall and that's okay. It's how you deal with it. Are you going to sit there and let the guilt eat you up so much that you can't move forward? Or or are you going to pick yourself up other people? people Or are you going to pick yourself up and look at your children and say, you know what? I fucked up and yep. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. My behavior, not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try really hard not to let this happen again. But if you see me doing something that's not okay, you tell me, yeah. you call exactly. me out. Yeah. You say, Hey, I say the same mom, that's not cool. Yeah. I do the same thing. And they do. Kids. Yeah. Because sometimes I can be impolite. Sometimes I can be fucking like, I'm very like, like, uh, how do I say it? I'm very like impulsive right and yeah. it's not to be mean sometimes i'm like what like oh like what do you want like because they're like mom mom I'm like what you know what i mean like I, annoyed and sometimes it's just i love you and i'm like oh i love you too and then we joke around about it because we made it a joke now because they do it on purpose yeah. to piss me off and then they just say i love you <laughs> and they run away i'm like i fucking hate you guys so much but i don't but it's a joke but fuck you too you know what i mean so i love that they're not learning anything and they're gonna go out and do that thing anyway Did this past uh christmas you know people ask well how do you know it's working and uh on my TikTok, I had a video of how I knew it was working. It's because my older son wanted to get a gift for his best friend. And he went and he also wanted to get a gift for his brother for Christmas. Yeah. You know, not, not with my money, with his own money. Okay, great. And then he was like, can I buy something for myself? And I'm like, sure, it's your money, whatever you have left over, you can. And then he's like, you know what, mommy, I'm going to buy this game because if I buy it, that was like a Pokemon card game thing. He's like, if I buy it, there's enough for me to share with Xavier. And I know he would like that because it would make him Aww. sad if I came home with something for myself and nothing for him. He's so sweet. Ah! My kids do that too. And it's so cute. And that's how you know that communicating with your kids and modeling things for yeah. them is how this process of parenting yeah. works. Like I'll give you, it just reminds me of like when my kids go to the dentist, sometimes they don't go like the same day. So I'll go with one of them. And then like Lorana, like my oldest, even though she's sort of intense sometimes with her sister and such, she will literally be like, can I take two so I can give one to my sister? Like the little gifts you can get at the end, you mm-hmm. know? And she always does that. She'll grab two just to make sure her sister has one because she doesn't want her to be sad. And it's super cute. Yeah. It's <laughs> and then super cute. My younger one does each it. Other and I'm like, you guys are dicks. Like why? <laughs> my younger one does it all the time. Like before he was in school, if we would go anywhere to the grocery store, a dollar store, and he'd be like, oh, can I have this? They'd be like, sure. Yeah, you can have this. He's like, oh, don't forget. We have to get one for Xander. Aww. We have to get one, you know, and he'd be I like, you know, make sure it's the too. green one. Cause that's his favorite color. Yeah, you know, my like, that too. Oh, it's so cute. I love it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's then they always like, well, what about... <laughs> Yeah, and then and then they punch each other. But that's the nature of siblings. That's the nature of siblings. I'm starting to like. I'm starting to like joke around with duct tape a lot these days because it's funny. I'm just like, no, man, you just you just duct tape. (laughs) Duct tape their arm together, together, and then they have to make it work. You know, like yeah. (laughs) Um, Now it has to work. Yeah, no, nothing has to work. It takes 
whatever time it takes. Sometimes like they need a break. You know what I mean? Like my kids, I like to. They, they need a break, just like people. Yeah, and like they're different kids, personalities. Uh, absolutely, and sometimes you know you I have to separate them because they want to stay together because they're bored because they're homeschooled. So and it's COVID, so there's not that many you know play to do. play mm-hmm. dates and such, and it's fucking cool. But uh, sometimes they get on their nerves. I'm just like. You know, like the little lip is curling. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not give you guys a bath today. Okay, I'm just saying, yeah. a bath for you today. <laughs> so that's the kind of black humor, like dark black humor in my soul that keeps me going when times are hard. I say stupid shit like that in my head, but I would never uh, act upon it. So just so people know, yeah. I'm not a psycho. Uh, I keep on feeling bad and repeating it because people are fucked up sometimes and they think that you're actually weird like that. Anyways, um, so before I go. First of all, I really, yes. really, really, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was really awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I hope people will find it interesting. Um, but before I go, I always ask three questions at the end uh, of the podcast just for kicks and giggles. Um, okay. So it's either or kind of thing. So book mm-hmm. or movie? What? Book. What's your the last book you read and that you would recommend? Doesn't matter what it is. The last book I read, which is really sad, uh, was uh, the Michelle Obama book. It was really good. I recommend that. Uh, I am currently rereading The Whole Brain Child. And I would definitely recommend that for any parent who's looking to start on a journey of respectful or conscious parenting. Sweet. All right. Next question. Sweet or sour? Sour. Sour. Favorite sour candy, I guess. Let's just go with that. Or sour thing. I like like the really sour, like the sour gummy bears. Like the really like sour. The one that you quench. The one that makes you like, like get your. Yeah, you lose all moisture in your mouth. Yet and then you just start salivating. Yeah. You're like, I don't understand. It's so dry. Why is there salivating everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. TLC or salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I was so scared. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we can still be friends if she and not that TLC's not good. It's super good. But I mean, come on, you know, that song shoot. You wouldn't come on. have TLC if you didn't if have something. Exactly so. for being on my show today. Um and I wanted to know thank just you for having can, you, me. can you just give you that handle one more time that um on TikTok? It's hot mess perfectionist. Okay, so hot mess perfectionist peoples, uh go check her out. I am officially going to be on TikTok probably later today. So yay for advancing in technology. Yay, TikTok. <laughs> yay. I'll go, I'll go follow you for sure. You're going to be my, one of my first followers, following people nice. that I follow. All right. So thank you so much. You can- thank you. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks to our guest, Trisha, for being on the show today. Be sure to go check her out on TikTok. This week's Breath of Fresh Air was brought to you in part by Jack Boy Marley with the song, Let Us Pray. Let us pray. Top of dreams, it's time to be free. Atop the change in our community, it's time to stand for what we believe.